Um, now, on the serious side, there might be a few screams during the podcast. Screams? Yeah. Horrible pain. Who? My, me. My left knee, if I put it at a 90 degree, you know, like you're sitting in a chair, you know, comfortably, and your leg is, you're, you're, you know, you're, you're, you're at a 90 degree angle to the floor. Right. Or at a right angle to you with your knee, whatever. Anyway, uh, if I do that and then straighten my leg out, you will hear a pop that goes across the room and out into the hallway. So like you can hear it for like 20, 30, 40 feet. And then it feels like someone's trying to cut my patella tendon and my kneecap off. Did you talk to your doctor? Uh, not yet. I don't know what to say. I mean, and then well, my leg is going down that road. My other knee's going down that road too. So if I keep it straight, I'm fine. But the minute it it goes to a normal relaxing spot, as soon as I straighten it out, pow! And then you, you hear you you hear the the idiocy in what you're saying. You're in that much pain, yet you still haven't talked to a doctor yet. Ah, they're doctors. What do they know? God damn. <laughs> now, I'm going to go see that. What I got to do, I got to get my blood test and a couple other things. I want to try to do it all at once. I mean, it's... When is that? When's your next visit? I think it's tomorrow or Saturday. I kinda oh, like so it. it's this week? Is this week? Yeah, it's not. It's not like it's far away um, or anything like that. Why is... Yeah, it, whatever. So, yeah, it's just it's a couple days away or whatever. Tomorrow. Oh, all right. And I uh, get my blood tested. And they're probably gonna tell me any surgery on my on my knee. Yay! So you had surgery on your other knee? No, but I should have. Uh, one of my uh, one of the quad muscles doesn't activate for some reason, and it's, it's it's pretty atrophy over there. Probably affected the way I ran and jumped. It's always been it's been like that since I was like seventeen years old. It just doesn't grow. I mean, it's ridiculous. Weird. Yeah, very weird. You know, if you didn't try to be the heaviest lifter in all the land, <laughs> half these problems wouldn't have rose now. <laughs> uh, you, you realize that, right? Coming, coming, coming from you, Mister. I have no ego. I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to try to outdo everybody in the gym. I don't. I didn't. I just wanted to look good naked. <laughs> I, you know, in high school, I tried to. You know, I wanted to be the one. I, I wanted to be on the board. Because everybody in football of note had a, uh, you know, had some kind of weightlifting achievement on the board. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to, I wanted to submit my name there. And it wasn't really, you know, I didn't care. I I knew with my genetically, I was not going to be the heaviest lifter because I my even I can work on my calves all I want. They're pretty muscular, but they're still fucking tiny Mm -hmm. and my wrists are small. So I, I, I knew, you know, I knew it wasn't going to be the heaviest lifter. I just wanted to get on the board. You, you want to be the heaviest lifter. You want people to fear you when you went. I know you. So yes. don't, don't tell I would, me. I would never lie. I wanted to be so big and strong. When I walked down the, I, the, in the mall during Black Friday, everybody just parts ways. You just, you just see, and you're watching down the hallway. You're like, what is coming? And you just see this little, this little uh, uh, sea of, of opening. As I'm walking down the hallway, you know, and then finally when I get to the end, it's just me. See? That's what I want. <laughs> yes, see, I didn't need that. 
What? I, 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 I didn't need that. Hey, you know, you wouldn't want to have that happen. You don't even have to say move. They just they just get out of the way. <laughs> oh. that's, that's a great, that would be like one of the greatest feelings in the world, man. You don't, to, <laughs> you don't have to snap your fingers. They just know to move. Because it's you. <laughs> Doesn't get any better than that, baby. Doesn't get any better than that. Well... You know, the downside is those dudes don't live too long. Or if they do, they're all busted up. Well, there. Okay, <laughs> I, I, I have a plan. Look at Ronnie Coleman. Perfect example. That guy is on crutches because he didn't know when to stop. His well, doctors told him to stop, and, and he didn't stop. Yeah, he's still lifting. You know, I think he's, yeah, he's still lifting. Yeah, I know. He, I know. he received an award, like, uh, just before Christmas, mm-hmm. and he came out in crutches, still fucking yoked. You know, he's been out of technically out of competing for over a decade, and he still looks like he can compete tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's deep in his forties; he's like our age, or he's a little older, actually. No, Ronnie Coleman's got to be uh, in his mid to late fifties. He was a big deal. When we were lifted, but I think he was a big deal like 30 years ago. Oh, I thought Lee Haney was the big deal 30 years ago. Lee Haney was a big deal like 35, 40 years ago. Yeah. It's time to start to roll up on us. It's not 2000. It's 20 20 years from what I'm thinking of. (laughs) It's fucking crazy. Hey, dude, I've had that meeting where it's like, dude, that was only 1997. What was that? Oh, my God, that was 22 years ago. Like four years ago now. Hey, what, what do you what do you think? I mean, Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah, you no, you're right. Ronnie Coleman was active from 1990 to 2009. Uh, he is 56 years old. Yeah, I just looked it up. 56. Yeah, I so, knew. Yeah, quite a he bit does, yeah. I mean, there's this Wikipedia photo of him and competing, and he looks like that now. Mm-hmm. He needs to stop. He can't. It is yeah. definitely a, it is definitely a, a an obsession, a compulsion at this point, because it's, he's not competing; he's just lifting. Yeah, it's 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 beyond that. It's it's, it's about self worth, ego. There's so much that goes into guys who do what they do, and what I try to do that a lot of people on the outside can't understand unless you've actually walked a even a half a mile in, in in our shoes where you just you always you always feel undersized and that's what drives you every day you like you look in the mirror and people see you know you're just this big hulking beast and all you see is like this this thin little child you know who can't you can't do a pull-up and so he goes to the gym with 105 degree fever you know uh, <laughs> Jesus. which i've done and i understand what ronnie coma's going through it's just like now I'm smarter than that. You know, my brain takes over uh, and puts my ego aside where it's like, dude, you can't work out now. You're just going to make yourself worse. And do you want to, do you really want to end up paralyzed in the gym under, after doing a couple benches? Really? Yeah. Is that what yeah. you want? Is that, 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 is that what, that's what people remember you for? Uh, no. Go sit your ass down. Okay. And I go sit down, you know, but I understand Coleman. I really, really do. He just, is his, his ego, his self worth, everything is tied into how he looks, and he can't quit. You know, it'd be like um, who's a real good? It'd be like the Rock getting up to four hundred pounds for a role in Fat. He would. I don't think he'd do it. I don't think he could. I don't think he'd oh. take the part. 
No, no way. Yeah, that's no what way. I mean. I don't. I don't think he would do a cop. A, a cop. Well, any, any. I mean, I mean, he was all about. If you remember early in his career, he had really small calves, mm-hmm. and he he was he went for a period for about a year where he was always wearing track suits. It was to cover up the bandages for healing from getting uh, calf implants. What he, yeah, calf implants. Yeah, I believe it. He also had a uh, guy, uh, gyno, gyno on his uh, on his nipples, breast, yeah. breast fat. He had to have that surgically removed. Yeah. Well, because he's half Samoan, so he has, he's half black and half Samoan. He was gonna, he you know, they kind of get the the man boobs when they get to a certain size. Well, there's man boobs, and then there's there's breasts on a man. They're, those are two different things. He had breasts on a man because his pecs were literally turning into breast tissue. Mm. That's what that was on his nipples when he kept saying, yeah, there's just a little bit of fat right here. Dude, that's not fat. That's fat you shouldn't have. But because you you take all these steroids, and his what happened at that point was his, his testosterone cut off. Yeah. No natural testosterone was going through. That's how much he used. You know, pain and gain, or, or when he played Hercules. You see how big he was? Yeah. He was he's big. Well, at least his neck was bigger than he is now. Yeah, and that's a total one eighty from what he was when he first went to Hollywood. Remember, he got down to two hundred pounds because they said, yeah. he was, said he was too big for being Hollywood. He intimidated everybody. Remember when he uh, came back to WWE and he had uh, he was you know he was all thin and McMahon like they're in the ring and McMahon was giving him crap about how small he was. Yeah, he was like, I remember. Look at you. He's like, look at you, you're all small. And then he got big over the next few years because he had, it was early. He he had done like the Scorpion King, maybe. Yeah, you know, you're right. That was his, his Hollywood. If I remember correctly, he went he went from Saturday Night Live to the Scorpion King, and then to whatever else led to the success. But that's the beginning. Those are the beginning roles, right? Scorpion King, and then I think the Rundown. And then, that's right. Yes, the rundown. And that's like, when Arnold said, "Have fun." Yeah, that's the second one. Rundown. And then, yeah, and then that's when they kind of um, he kind of had like um, you know bit parts, smaller movies, and yes. then and then he kind of disappeared, and then he got big again. By the time mm-hmm. Fast and the Furious came around, he was yoked. All the he was back up to you know fighting weight. Yeah, but I know I know him and Christian Bale and all. They all it, it, it's like he tore his abs from his body in a in one of his last matches. That's why his abs look funny when he flexes them. And Carlito, I don't even remember Carlito. Yeah, you know, I hate I hate people that don't want to be cool. <laughs> I <love that> <laughs> he he I didn't he was a goofy character, but I yeah, actually like Carlito. He was funny. Um, and. Uh, and then he got so he went to do a, a slam, and he tore he tore his abs off the um, off his body. And Carlito was like, "That's what you get for using that tremble." And then he had to delete it real quick because Vince caught it. But he everybody knew that the Rock was on stuff, and that's why he tore his abs. You don't mm. tear your abdominal muscles if you're not doing something you shouldn't be doing. Right, it's just not it's not a normal thing to happen, you know. Um, like when guys tear their hand, like when King Griffey Jr., when he tore his hamstring off of off the bone, rounding third in that game, I was like, "Oh, you're juicing." I don't care what you say. Now that right. doesn't happen. That, that, that does that does not happen. You know, a normal person is not going to tear it off the bone, rounding third. 
They may strain it, sprain it. They may rip it, but they're not going to tear it off the bone, dude. You're on roids. Keep moving. <laughs> so, so I don't know. Oh, dude, before we keep going, do you know what the newest line is? <laughs> they, and one, one of the lines from these kids uh, was, uh, like when they like when they want to go get something, you know, that they, that they really want. They call they say, uh, "Let's go get this bread," you know. Yeah, yeah. I, that one just drives me to no end. I just, uh, there's a new one that, that says, "Please miss me," with that bullshit, and I'm like, "Wait, what did you just say?" That's a long thing to say. <laughs> to just say, "Stop talking to me," you know. Like, please, please miss me. Please miss me with that bullshit, or just please miss me. I don't know, but Trevor Noah has been saying it for the last like four or five episodes of uh, of, of his show, and I'm like, what is that? And why does anybody think you should say that? Hey, it doesn't even. I I don't know, and and I, and I immediately went like, oh my god, I'm getting old because they're complaining about teenage vernacular. This is yeah, this, this is, is this is ridiculous. This is one of the signs. Yeah, and then I just your, let it go. Yeah, I just let it go. Your, your AARP card. Well, it got in my <laughs> head, you know. And then I'm just starting to think it doesn't bother me. At least it shouldn't. It's not going to hurt me. It's not going to affect me. I don't care. <laughs> just if it comes up, just say, "Oh, that's kind of stupid," and then just keep going. Don't stop and look. <laughs> just drive by. <laughs> Oh God! Oh man! Um. All right. So, hello, I'm Damon. I'm Marcel. How y'all doing today? <laughs> and we are Black Nerd Radio. It's a slow yeah. night here for a groove. Oh yeah, the quiet storm. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> you hear the quiet storm, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, so folks, uh, this is an official start because we kind of just hit the hit the road hit the road talking. So we're just going to get into it. Um, you had a question that was intriguing to me last week, and I said we I'd answer it today. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was you. Well, go ahead and ask the question again for people who may have not remembered. All right, you have a comic lineup uh, to put together. Um, and you have these comedians on on the on the list. You have four of them, and like I said, you have an opener, middle, close. You have to tell me why you want this guy to open, why you want this guy to close, and then I, for for shits and giggles, I would like to know who's gonna be the who's gonna be the angriest at the end of the night. So we have Bill Burr, Chappelle, Murphy, and Rock. Okay, you are going to be surprised what I say. Oh, God, I hope you don't do what I think you're going to do. Well, we'll see. Um, I am going to... Eddie Murphy's going to open the show. What? That's right. Wow, that, that never that, that never even crossed my mind to have Eddie Murphy open the show. Didn't even didn't even think about it. Wow, okay. uh, you know why? Because it's not 1987, and he hasn't started doing stand up again until six seven months ago. That's why he opens. Uh, it's still Eddie, but I get it. 
I don't get. I I said I get it. I just don't agree. He's naturally funny. Well, yeah, this is my show. I'm he's aware. Na- <laughs> he's nat. He's naturally funny, mm-hmm. but he's up against three murderers that are sharp sharpening their knives every week. They're they've never left. Okay, fair enough. Continue. Versus a guy who's been detached literally thirty years. Yeah. No, th- he's. By admission, he says he hasn't even tried to do stand-up in 30 years. So, yeah, he opens. Okay, fair enough. Um, second, um, I this was a kind of a... Uh, I want Bill Burr after him. After Whoa, Eddie, I want Bill Really? Burr. That yep. high up in the lineup? Oh. Yeah. There's only four guys. I, mean, I know, but... <laughs> All right, keep going. I'm just trying to. I just I, the man's on fire right now, though. I just don't know. He's on. So fire. is Chappelle. So is Chappelle. I know, but that's what I'm saying. I, to me, Chris Rock would come before those guys. I'm well, just trying to this, figure out the comedy order you're trying to make different. And yeah, they like are. They are the order you're making. You know, like what is yeah, he trying yeah. to accomplish here with the crowd? I'm setting up yeah. a murderer's row here, uh, but it's going to start at a. You know, they're going to be pumped to see Eddie Murphy and then Bill Burr, who's been, you know, who could, who could follow him. And uh, after Bill, uh, Rock takes over. Mm-hmm. And after Rock, Chappelle. That is an awesome show right there. Uh, anyway, I think any way you slice it, unless oh, I, think hell yeah. you have, I think you'd have the most problem with Eddie Murphy closing because, like you said, of ring rust. You know, I mean, yeah. if Murphy had have just done like a special every ten years for the last thirty, I'd have him either third or, or closing because he said he fucking Murphy. He doesn't need, you know, to be sharp all the time because it's just what he does. He's always sharp. He can sharpen a knife too much and it breaks. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of how Eddie, I think, is or would have been if he had just done, you know, a little bit of comedy every ten years, a little something every ten years. It's kind of like when you saw Arsenio Hall come back. For his show, you could tell he was rusty. You could just tell that he wasn't. It wasn't the same guy. It's like you don't have it anymore. Are you talking You're about with, the stand-up? His stand-up. His stand-up and the return he made to uh, to TV, the Arsenio Hall show. You could just tell that he wasn't the same guy. You know, you the show's all right, but it's not what it what what it was, and you ain't what you once were. So I get that ring rust and all that would 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 play a part, but. It would just be so hard to put him so high in the to open. I just don't know if I could do that to him. Uh, I I don't think he'd be have a problem with it. All right, who's the angriest at the end of the night for their placing? I don't think any of them. Um, well, if you watch that, uh, there's a Chris Rock. Uh, they hit the you know he had a special last year, Tambourine. They had, they had they re-released it. Uh, Netflix re-released it with an extended cut, and it's like a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff. Oh, I and, love those. And Chappelle went in there to say, "Man, I was so awesome to see you." And he's like, "What are you talking about? I, I I'm a fan of you, like really a fan. Like I'll pay money to see you perform." And Who said Rock, that to him? Rock said that to Chappelle. Ah, uh, got it. Okay. So. Um, and you get a little bit of that interaction in this in re-release of the Netflix thing. But um, uh, I don't think any of them would have a problem with the placing. Because and everyone, I mean, everyone, 
uh, I listened to Rogan just wax poetic about because he, he did like two shows with Chappelle and uh, three shows with yeah three shows with Chappelle in Seattle uh, like a year or two ago mm-hmm. just before COVID and uh, Joe was the opener and Chappelle closed it and uh, he's like every every big comedian talks about Chappelle with reverence even yeah. even the comedians that are like way older than him. Yeah, like they look at him as like this is one of the greats. So I don't think anyone would dispute my lineup. Part of the reason why I think everybody loves Chappelle is because we, it's like people who, like you and I, have been watching comedy since what was that stupid show they used to have on uh, uh, Channel Thirty Seven? I used to watch. It was Nickelodeon. It was Craig. It was one of John Stewart's first shows. Uh, oh. where I saw. Yeah, I know you remember. It. I just can't remember the name of it. Uh, we talked about it a lot a long time ago. Yeah. Uh, the uh, his sketch comedy show or his interview show, the Is one it, yeah, well, the one where they would interview and have stand ups and such. Uh, oh yeah, it, was it was it the John Stewart show? Because he did he did John Stewart hosted it and then Craig Kilborn hosted it till the end. Yeah, it was like yeah. stand up, stand up. That's what yeah, was. there we go. Yeah, yeah. And you know we've been watching stuff like that since as long as we remember. Hell, I watched. Uh, I used to watch Richard Pryor and my dad. You know from the shows from the seventies. You know in the eighties. So. Oh man, I've been you know Bill, oh, when Bill Cosby himself came out, that uh, was like a big deal. Yeah, and I remember I mean, watching that. I remember sneaking. I had a bunch of old Richard Pryor records. I sneak upstairs and listen to, mm-hmm. and I was like Eloise's age. I was nineteen years old, and I was a huge Richard Pryor and uh, George Carlin fan. Right. You know, yeah. So I'm, I'm a you know I'm a big time comedy nerd. But see, I think that's why I think we can make an opinion about this. And not have people really have too many questions because of the experience we have, and I think I just I think that I would probably the only disagreement I would have, and God, I would probably have Chris Rock open. Really? And, yeah, I think that I want to set the tone for the show as hot. I don't want to start. I don't want to start Bill Burr because I got a feeling that if I have, and this is something I really thought about, the audience. And Burr can do it, but I don't want to put too much pressure on him to do it. The audience is going to be probably ninety five percent black if they if it's, if I put it in a black city or even close to one because of yeah. Chappelle, Murphy, and Rock. I mean, do we agree on that? You know, mostly black. Oh well, yeah, Murphy yeah, but us. but yeah, those guys have a huge white crowd also, though. Both, Very true. Oh, oh, I'm not going to say deny that, but I'm just saying that with those three, black folks are going to try to get in harder than they would if it was you know just one of them. They got three of them. This is a thing of a lifetime here. So I would want Bird to maybe follow Chris Rock just to kind of put him in a nice place. Now, he'd he'd be the one to be angry at the end of the night because he would be pissed that I don't trust his amazing skills. See, I don't think... Whatever. I I, I don't think no one would be angry. And especially Bill Burr. You obviously don't listen to his podcast. The guy is the most... He offers to... When... When... uh, when he did a show or two with Rogan and Rogan was on it, there was on Rogan's pod. He's been on Rogan's podcast a bunch of times, but he was talking, but they were talking about doing a show together. And, um, Rogan's like, uh, so yeah, what, you know, you want to do it? And he's like, yeah, sure. I'll, I'll, I'll totally open for you. And he's like, what are you talking about? We're co-headlining this. <laughs> it's like, so that, and that's Bill Burr. He's so humble. He, he would not complain one bit. About where he would be placed in there. No I, way. No way. Okay. Well, I okay. I don't listen to his uh to all that other stuff that he does. Hardly he's most of the time. Yeah, I just don't. 
He's super humble. He's super humble. I just wonder. You know, he's, he's you know he's a father of two now, right? Yeah, yeah. This is a guy who said, well, like I had once said, yep. uh, never have kids. Yeah. And now he's <laughs> now what is he, 53, 54? He's got two of them. But here's the thing though. I wonder if he's ever gonna have a uh, a difference bit between him and his wife or him and his daughter. You know, like Gary, like uh like uh Owen does. Except not to that degree because that's Kevin, that's Owen. A different what do you mean a different bit? No, 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 no. A different like like for example, like Bill Burr is obviously, you know, an Irish redhead. You know. Right, right. You know, his daughter is like Eloise. You know, she's probably right. well, I think well, I don't know what his what it all is, but there's a lot of white black, whatever. And I'm wondering if there's gonna come a time where he's gonna like put some of the differences that he has with her into his act. You know, or oh. with his or with his son, when his son gets a little older, and you know those kind of things that happen when you have a black teenager. Yeah. I wonder if he's gonna talk about having the talk with him, or if he's gonna have to ask his wife, what is the talk? There's a lot of material for Bill Burr that I don't that he hasn't touched yet. That I wonder well, if he's gonna touch. I he he has kind of talked about this uh in the um in his podcast. I, I listen to his podcast. Okay. And uh, he's kind of talked about how, well, not so much the talks with the kids. Mm. He hasn't touched on that too much because, you know, I think his, his, the oldest kid is three. Yeah. So say they're babies. <laughs> they're babies still. Yeah. But, um, he, uh, he was like, you know, he, he'll use experiences he's had, but, uh, his wife, you know, Mia, she's like, uh, she's like a filmmaker. So it's like she's a name. She's a person of note also. So I don't think he's going to go too deep other than surface level stuff for his comedy. I don't think he's going to mind his family too much for, for jokes. Cause he, well, one, he has, hasn't. And so, you know, he hasn't much. He'll take experiences or fights they've had, but it's very isolated stuff mm-hmm. because it's stuff that I was like, Oh, that's how this bit became a thing. Cause he'll talk, He'll talk about sometimes if they get in or have a fight or something, or or a lot of times she'll be in on the on the podcast with him, just shooting his shit. Yeah, I've caught her a couple times. Uh... But uh, but um, you know, some of the stuff he's using his stand up, you can kind of see where oh that the nugget of that was in this podcast. Oh, I got you. Okay, because he's not so he's not like um, what's his face, uh, Kevin Hart, who uses. Well, he's nothing like Kevin Hart, who uses like his family and his life as the basis of his humor. Um, yeah. But then again, I mean, it, it's just such an interesting. I, I want to just hear his opinion on that stuff because he's so. He's one of the few people that can give you comedy and make you go, eh, "I'm right, aren't I?" And you go, "Fuck, I hate you." You know, he's that kind of comedian where it's like you listen to him talking, you're like, "Yeah, you're right, and I hate you for it." You know. Yeah, yeah. He'll he'll he he'll, he likes to. Tackle really tough topics. Like I love the fact that he didn't bend one bit when he did SNL because they tend to like if they have, especially if that community want to water them down. He just did his act. He just his his you know his um, monologue was just stand up, just ten minutes of stand up. And and and, it, and if you know his wife is black, that makes it even funnier. Yeah, 
he doesn't bring it up that much. I mean, he'll bring it up if it comes to, you know, if it gets, if it's a subject, but he doesn't, he's not, he's not the type to use that as like, well, my wife's black, so I can't be racist. He's not that guy. No, 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 no. <laughs> not even a little bit. No, I don't think he'll ever be out. I don't think he'll ever be that guy, but yeah, there is so much material, man, that he has at his disposal with, with, with the, the family that he has. I mean, a lot of comedians, like I said, become moguls talking about their family and their personal life. Burge is yeah. kind of, he does talk about his life, but I just wonder when his kids are going to become part of his stand-up, you know, and his wife. And Well, I so much of his life, or, well, his personal life, uh, you know, as growing up is F is for family. I mean, obviously it's exaggerated, but, uh, like, I'll throw you through that fucking wall. That's something his dad would actually say to them. <laughs> He's... He was talking about it on a podcast. He's like, he's like, yeah, I might obviously, you know, there's some stuff, a lot of it's from my childhood exaggerated, but he's like, one thing that is 100% true is when his dad would say, hey, I'll put you through that fucking wall. It's like, that was like a, that was, he's like, should have been a t shirt. He said it so much. I'll put you through that fucking wall. <laughs> Only $9.99 in multiple sizes. <laughs> Woolworths. Oh, wow. You are old, sir. You said Woolworths. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god uh, i haven't heard that all right. forever you had uh, another you no know, shit yeah mm. wow all right uh you also had another question you wanted to ask me uh which i thought was pretty also pretty uh pretty good question that you asked me last week that i wanted to answer this week and uh you were I talking about the best movie openings Oh, are you talking about like yeah, I remember you said that and I didn't see it in the feed. Let me take a quick look here again. Um because you said openings now. You talking about we talking about openings like uh the Lion King where they No, you you were talking you you it was actually after the podcast we were still talking and you said uh you asked me uh maybe this would be a topic for next week. Mm -hmm. Um remember the opening scene of uh X-Men 2, X-Men United. That okay, I remember now. Yes, gotcha. gotcha with yes. Nightcrawler, that, that opening scene with Nightcrawler, uh he's uh storming the White House to kill the president. Mm -hmm. And uh I um I was thinking that you know it's like actually a really good question. It's like what movie that because that opening scene that you're talking about was the first two and a half minutes. I think the total time was two minutes. 37 seconds or something like that mm -hmm. and it's like if you don't know nothing if you know nothing about like the x-men or anything that that first two minutes you are in you're like i don't know what's going on but i'm all in so i was trying to find those level of uh movies that had that kind of impact in that short of time and under three minutes mm -hmm. and i was first as i was thinking like uh ray's lost ark has an awesome opening and um uh, like the opening scene to, um, um, what was it? Uh, Inglorious Bastards. But those aren't really, I mean, they're like slow burns, but you know, you're just waiting. It's more like tension. But the only thing I could think to combat your, your analogy with uh, X Men United was uh, Watchmen in the very beginning. Oh, yeah. Comedian. Yeah. Yeah. That was the first 30 seconds that fight kicks off and it was a great fight yeah. because you didn't know if you knew nothing i mean i read the watchman i knew about him but 
the you know the you know the world seems to be re- like a real world, and yet he's like these guys' abilities are super sharp. Like he was catching knives and shit, mm-hmm. and it was like watching two, you know, assassins go at it. But it was really good. That was a op- that's the only thing I can think of that was close on the energy level is that opening X Men scene. All right, I'll hook you up then. Let's go with uh, the opening scene to Inglorious Bastards. Yeah. Now that wasn't with the same energy but man if your hair or your arm didn't rise and a chill go down your back you're not a human being okay that was yeah that was he it was the creepiest thing this little man christopher walsh if he did that to me in the store he might get me to back up and just leave (laughs) you know what i mean he was fucking creepy yeah i'd never seen anything like it he did he never raised his voice that's what made it even better it's like it, it, it had such an air of finality. Like, whatever he did was going to affect you forever. Yep. And it possibly could be the end of your life. And it was so, what was cool, he did the old Hitchcock trick of showing you the bomb and then showing, and then now you're just waiting for this thing to explode. Because yeah. once, halfway through the conversation, you, he pans down and they're, they're hiding in the floorboards. Oh, that was so Before. cold. Yeah, with a cover in their then, mouths. Yeah. Uh-oh. And then it goes up, and it's like, oh, man, now we're as tense as he is. Mm. Oh, it was awesome. That was awesome. That was master filmmaking. That really was. The Dark Knight. Yes, that is a good one. Heath Ledger. Ledger. The Bank Heist. Yeah, The Bank Heist. That was just brilliant. It's. I was like, I'm, I'm, it's like you said, okay, I don't care what happens next. I'm, I'm going I'm, to, I'm in here for the next two hours. You know, I, you, you, you grab me. You got me for good. I'm not gonna go get a, get my money back, but yeah, I'm, I'm in. Uh, let's see. Uh, we'll do yeah the the Lion King. The opening scene with Simba and all that that was fantastic to me. And uh-huh. Raiders of the Lost Ark. Uh, is another. Oh one. yeah, and that's the one with the ball, right? If I yeah correctly. yeah. Oh every yeah. but yeah, dude. We granted every opening scene of Raiders had a huge action sequence. That was like part of the thing because the second one, remember, was the shootout in the in the Japanese uh, club nightclub, and then uh, the third one was the um, oh where were they? how that opened I can't remember how it opened, uh, but you know, oh uh, I was gonna only thing I was gonna say was the one thing that I opening scene I that kind of grabbed me right away was the matrix the first one mm. i remember that opening oh man it's been so long kate kate moss killing those eight or getting you know getting away from those agents i remember when oh, that man. movie opened uh because the i remember when the trailers came out they weren't they really didn't you didn't know what was going on and it was because it was like red bill it was all about red pill blue pill yeah and like what the fuck and then, uh, so when I saw that movie and it opens, you know, she's running up the side of the building, up the side of the walls and killing those cops. And I was like, and then she goes to the phone booth and just, I was like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> so that was the first, that was like the first four minutes. Yeah. Or so, like, uh, what was that one on Netflix with Ryan Reynolds six? I think it's called. Oh God. Yeah. yeah. That opening we were like, um, okay, I'm here now. Yeah. Let me watch <laughs> the rest of this. Cause I, Four people have died. There's a, a truck exploded. Yeah. There's a car chase. Awesome. And it's been a minute and a half. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, what is next? I mean, 
you guys have really set a, set the bar high. Let's hope you can uh, let's hope you can get there. Uh, but yeah, I mean that's that's another. Oh, here's something I wanted to ask you. I recently uh, read an article about uh, uh, Michael Douglas, and it was talking about how his, his younger wife, bipolar, all that just crap. And I got to a section of one of his movies. You remember him making that movie, Black Rain? Yeah, I love that movie. Is that movie as racist as some people think it is? Because I haven't seen it since the, what was it, eighty nine or ninety one? So you want to hear? Here, here, I'm gonna I'm do. Oh, please, God, tell me it's not like eighty eight or eighty five. Uh, it's like eighty seven, dude. Oh, I saw God. that movie for the. I'll look it up, but I'm pretty sure I'm right because I saw that movie. Mm. Dun, 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 at the drive-in. <laughs> yeah, let me see here. Black Rain oh. is... Oh, you were close. You were... No, you know, it's not as bad as we thought. It? it was 89. 89. Okay, that's I still saw it at the drive-in. I saw it at the drive-in yeah. first. So, but I like that movie. But the only thing I'm asking is that the, art- the article was just like basing the movie. And, and I'm like, well... I saw it and I thought it was just a dumb little cop film set in Japan. I, I didn't. Maybe I just. I have to see for, it again. Maybe I wasn't looking for the racism in this particular movie because of who who was in it. You know, I, why would I look for a racism in a movie with Michael Douglas? Really? I, well, well, um, I haven't seen Black Rain in a very very long time, and I don't remember. Yeah, me I don't remember it being uh, racist. But then again, that's I'm so removed from it. But I another movie I like was Rising Sun. Remember that one with Sean Connery I was just, and Wesley Snipes? I was just about to mention Rising Sun. Yep, I saw that one not that long ago, and there's a lot of racist shit that would not fly today in that movie. So if it, and that's and that movie is. Uh, it's only a few years ahead of, of Black Rain, so I'm gonna roll the dice and say we probably didn't see it because it was of the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, well, we were 17, 18 you know, years old as well when it came out. You know, 19 years old, but that, that does not excuse the fact that did I did we miss blatant racism? Because I remember uh, my mother, one of my mother's favorite movies used to be uh, Breakfast at Tiffany's. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, that is uh, fucking uh, what's his name? Uh, he died recently. The little midget guy. I can't remember. I can't, God, why am I why am I blanking on that my, man's name? Rooney? Is it Rooney? Mickey Rooney? Yes, Mickey Rooney. Mickey Rooney. That's the Japanese guy. Yeah, he had the buck teeth and the squinty. Uh, oh, it was terrible. That was it was awful. incredibly racist. That was so awful. I laughed because it was so bad, and and, and without the thing, it's like it was without effort. It was just old tropes. Just bad racism. I mean, if you're gonna do it, you know, have some oh, fucking class, was... man. You know, give me something new. Don't do the all. Oh, don't, oh, don't do that. Give me something new. Something that'll go. Oh, I didn't know that about racism with Japanese people. You know, give me something different. And and my mother, I thought about it. She was like, Oh my god, I never saw that when I watched it back in the day. I said, I'm wondering if it's because it was the time she lived and that that was normal, like us with Black Rain. Yeah. Oh my god, that actually kind of hurts a little. Because maybe that's no, why dude. every generation tells the new generation they're soft. Huh. Well, well I, I don't think being more uh, aware of the world around you is soft. But... Well, that's pretty much what, what uh, conservatives have complained about liberals. You know, they, they want everybody to be happy, those damn radical liberals and all that. So uh, that might be where it comes from. I don't know. But 
<laughs> it annoys the shit out of me. Um, yeah, so those are some of the best openings I've I've ever seen. I remember when uh, Lion King was in the trailer, and I was cleaning up the theater. And I was bored, and they came on with the with the music, and I just sat there mesmerized. <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna watch this movie. Disney's getting my money. <laughs> this is too good not to go see. What is happening to me? I felt like that when I watched oh. the, the cliffhanger trailer. I thought that was going to be one of Sloan's all-time Rocky Rambo classics. It's oh god, a cliffhanger! That yeah, he would have froze to death. Yeah, he's climbing. He's in a fucking tank top mm-hmm. in the fucking mountain in the snowy mountains. Mm-hmm. He would have died of hypothermia. Oh yeah, I know. I know, I know. Oh, movie was so dumb. Oh, I know. But it was fun. It was fun. But it was well, dumb. we were a lot of people were pissed that there was a scene in the trailer where he jumped over like a like something or mountain to mountain that wasn't in the uh, that wasn't in the movie. And I was like, the movie was so bad. I don't even remember what that scene was supposed to be. I just know I wanted to throw myself off a cliff after watching that movie, and it was free. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, the movie's free, and I still hate myself for watching it. Uh it's like, it's like I feel like a I feel like a fat person trying to get slim again, and they give you the and it's like donut or carrot. I'm gonna get a donut. <laughs> That's how I felt afterwards. Now, Jesus, what's wrong? With now, that? Here's, here's here's one <laughs> question I want to ask you. Now, okay, I'm gonna preface it with this. I'm not trying to be racist. Oh, here we go. Seriously, followed by the most racist shit I've heard all Probably day. Probably not, but it could be. <laughs> I'm not gonna say it is. I'm not gonna say it isn't. But it could be. Oh, geez. It's something that's just been bothering me for a while. Now, <clears throat> I was thinking most people around the world who aren't these people, who aren't who aren't Asian, can't tell Vietnamese, Filipino, all that apart, correct? Um, I don't know if they can or can't. I mean, but I kind of know who's Filipino. I can kind of so, tell who's Korean and who's Japanese. Kinda okay, I'll give you that. But most, most yeah, kinda yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm not I'm not a hundred percent every time. See, and that's okay. You know, so but, that's the basis for my question. Most people just can't tell. They can, then they might not. You know, you might go, you might look at that Japanese person and go Korean. Nope, Japanese. Damn it. Uh, so my question is, can Asians tell each other apart easily? Um. I'm sure. See, I don't think that's a racist question. I really don't. No, I don't think so. I don't think it's really. It's a racial crest question. It's not a racist. Okay, question. good. I'm like, uh, it's just a curiosity because if if other humans can't have a hard time, don't you think they would too? Well, uh, I think what's his name? Um, he's Filipino, but um, what's his name? Um, Joe Coy. Yes, Joe Coy. Was talking about his mom, uh, you know, they're Filipino mm-hmm. and they, 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 she thought everybody was Filipino who wasn't, you know, obviously, you know, like Vietnamese. She had a he, he pointed out in one of his bits that she had a hard time telling them apart. And in so, in other Asians, and even in, in stand up that I can think of, have said it that not or are uh, that you know, um, you know, that. You know they couldn't. They couldn't. You know, hundred percent with that, hundred percent accuracy. Uh, tell them apart. Isn't it? I forget. There was another comedian. I forget the guy's name, but uh, Ian Edwards. I he was talking about how he was having a conversation with um, 
this Asian woman, and then it's another Asian woman came up, and she, otherwise, Asian woman assumed she was uh, uh, Chinese. She's gonna know I'm Vietnamese, and he's like, "Oh shit, you guys can't tell." Yeah, either. there. Okay, yeah. And that was that was the joke. Yeah, I've but, actually uh, I've heard that joke. I actually have heard that joke, but that wasn't that's not where my head was. It was just one day I just was like, I wonder if they have a hard time telling each other apart because the hate with Asians is so exact. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, it yeah. is exactly, I hate you for exactly these reasons. I hate you for exactly these reasons. And there's no joking. They know why they hate each other. They hate each other. So I let's say I just wondered if, if there were no uniforms, would you know who you were killing in battle? I mean, because black people, oh, we all look alike. Well, no, we don't because you're just an idiot. We come in so many shades and colors and freckles and, you know, yeah. you, you can't say that we can't tell each other apart. Okay, it's not, we're not a monolith. Asians are the only ones where they have where they're so similar. You kind of tip your head and go like, "Are you, are you Vietnamese? Because you're a little thin. I can't, I can't tell." So I just wondered if they had a hard time. That's all. I'm glad I'm not as racist as I thought I was. No, I feel better. You're a racist. <laughs> you're you are a racist. Just not a, just not in this. Instance. Oh, okay. Just just, <laughs> just not in this instance. Okay, I, I feel kind of good about myself then. <laughs> Not a lot, but a little. I'm a little, a little good about myself. <laughs> well, um, oh, a lot of people died last week. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah, Hank Aaron saw that. Um, Hank Aaron. Um, oh, what is his name? Um. Oh gosh, Larry King. Yeah, that was uh that wasn't that wasn't a surprise though. We had thought I thought Larry yeah. King, you know, had, had like I thought Larry King was to a point where I know he said, I'm still here. Huh. All right, let's go to work. He had I know he had gotten to that point. I know he had. You know, he was frail, he looked sickly all the time. I just wonder if he was just surprised every morning he woke up. You know, eighty-seven. What's he yeah. had? Fifteen wives. I think he has like. A, I think the man <laughs> has a ten-year-old kid, so he was still fucking. I mean, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not feeling sad for Larry King. That motherfucker had a great life. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, character actor uh, Gregory Sierra. He's you know most best known for Bar, uh, Barney Miller, a Puerto Rican guy. He played one of the cops in Barney Miller. And he was uh, kind of a regular on Sanford and Son every now and again. Uh, he passed away. He was 83. The name sounds to be. Say his name one more time. Gregory Sierra. That name. Let's see. Well, yeah, he's on Barney Miller. He was on a lot of shows. This guy, TV I know and... who. He, yeah, when you said it. Yeah, this guy. He was always Fred's uh, uh, um, antagonist. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, God, he, he's not a character actor either. I mean, he's been in some real shit for a while. He's he's a, yeah, he's a character actor, dude. That's what he is. He's not an A-lister. He's not an unknown. He's a working character actor. That's what character. No, I get that, but my mind, I see a character actor with with, with a different. I see it as a, with a different meaning. A character actor is well, just hold on, be, hold on, hold on before you. Just let me get it out. Me get go it ahead. Out. Go ahead. A go character ahead. actor is someone like John Lithgow or um, what's his name who wins all those Oscars every second movie he does. Um, Daniel Day Lewis. 
you know, someone who from movie to movie is a different character. That's a character actor. But I do understand what you're saying. You're not A-list or B-list. You're just a working actor who comes in and does a bit part here or may get 10 episodes in a series. I get that. You know, um, show up once every two, once a year on a show. I understand that. But when you say character actor, I think of someone who who is different every time you see them. And it's a, it's like a, it's like a shock. Those are, those are legendary or extreme or uh, exceptional character actors. But if you're not an A-lister and you get constant work, you're, you are a character actor. You're putting this reverence on it. Like I understand why, but you're only associating a select few versus the the vast majority of work. I get actors. it. That's what, yeah. Not everybody can be a Tom Cruise. Not everyone can be Correct. a Denzel. You know what right. I mean? No, no. Um, oh, speaking of Denzel, here's something I didn't know. This is a sidebar, and we'll go back to what you were talking about. Uh, you know, over the last ten years, uh, you know the what the the twenty five million dollar paychecks or twenty million dollar paychecks kind of gone yeah. away. Because of you know work is spread out, everything is the playing field so much larger, and uh, you know TV is as popular as film now, and we'll you know we can argue even mm-hmm. more so than film. Um, so those prize those paychecks kind of went away since the industry changed. But Denzel is one of the select few that still demands twenty million per movie. I didn't realize he'd never change his think, rate. I think he has never. a clause in his contract. I can't. I know I'm gonna say it wrong, but I know what it is. I think it's like, it's like play and pay, or pay. something like that. Where like American Gangster, he got paid twice. You know, once he's in it, well, if uh-huh. it get canceled, Denzel still gets his twenty mil. That's on y'all. Oh yeah, it's a guarantee. Yeah. It's a guarantee. And, and then if yeah. they back. 40 million because this is a new thing. You're like, you have some nuts and a half, boy. Let me tell you. <laughs> but hey, if Denzel can yeah. do it, he can do it. Now, I wanted to, I saw the trailer for Little Things, I think it's called. Yes. I got a. It's going to be on Netflix. Yeah, I'm starting to wonder because I've seen a bunch of different angles. I think different, like, looks into the trailer, I think. But the trailer I saw. I'm really wondering if if Denzel is, is is the actual killer, which would be so fantastic. You know, I'm hoping that they're just pumping you the wrong way with Jared Leto, and that Denzel is actually the one doing this, and he's so nuts he doesn't really realize it, or he's so slick he's making you think that he's actually chasing the guy when he's just trying to get evidence back so he don't get caught. That's what I think. I hope I'm wrong, but that's what I think. Well, even if that's what it is, I'm sure it's going to be a fun oh, ride. Oh, absolutely. To get it's going to be brilliant. I think it's, it's got, what, three Academy Award winners in this movie? How could it be bad? Well, then again. Well, let's not. I'm sorry. Okay, I'm a little on. high right now. Forgive me. <laughs> hey, if I was saying, let's yeah, not forgive me. You <laughs> can have it. can all be Academy Award winners and still suck. So. <laughs> Yes. Well, oh, Phil Spector um, died. Yeah, oh, he, he um, I don't know what he died of, but he just died. He died in prison. Well, yeah, he damned. Mr. Rogers' wife died. She was ninety-two. Uh, uh, let's see, 
God, I still want to call him. Anyway, the uh, the one who got destroyed by the tiger, he died. Oh, Siegfried. Um, yeah, Siegfried's Siegfried. one is dead. Uh, I forget the comedian, but he was like, uh, yeah, they... <laughs> They said they, you know, because there was like an interview with him in the like once he got out of the hospital to see if he was okay. And it's like his his words were, "Kill that fucking tiger." (laughs) (laughs) I'm butchering the way it was done, but it was so funny when I heard it. All right, um, you did you have? uh, We're gonna have to call tonight soon. Um, It's getting close to my bedtime, but I I wanted to do. uh, Did you have a what? Yep, and it's gonna be a familiar one because I collect to myself. I can't do any better than this. So we're gonna go as y'all know. One stays, one goes, or whatever. This will be. This will be where um, you know all their work is gone, and it's usually four people. So you ready? I'm ready. These people have one of these people has to go, and you tell why and all that, all their work, everything. Bill Burr, Chappelle, Murphy, and Chris Rock. There it is. I was almost gonna just turn off the thing and drop a mic and go like, "Good night, everybody." (laughs) (laughs) Because I know you're gonna, you son of a bitch. How am I supposed to do this? What the That's why fuck? I said we're gonna take a trip down memory lane because I can't do any better than this. I can't. You can give me a. You can give me two days at eight hours a day. I can't do better than this to piss somebody off. Can't. Come on. So Murphy, Rock, Chappelle, and Burr. Burr. One of them's gotta go. Which one? Holy yeah, fuck! I'm good about this one. And that's like their movies, stand up. You know how it works. Should we keep a made for TV movie? No, everything. (laughs) 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 Oh come on! I did not know that. Oh. All right. Oh, this hurts. Really hurts. But I'm gonna have to let. <gasps> Are you kidding, Bill Burr? Why? This will be great. Why Burr? Damage control, <laughs> man. Damage control. What? What is no. it always? He has the least. He has. I as I am a huge. Now don't get me wrong. It's not because he's the one white guy. It is because he has the shortest amount of time in the career and he has less product. I have too much of a connection with, with Murphy growing up with TV. I have too much of a connection with Chris Rock and Def Jam. I have too much invested in Chappelle, especially because I followed his career yep. from the very beginning. You know, his, I, he, his, he, started, he was on Def Jam doing stand-up when he was 19. I was watching that as an 18-year-old going, this is fucking crazy. And yeah. he was murdering. Yeah. He and he didn't, he, he, he didn't, he couldn't talk about like his 19-year-old experience. He told jokes about the Civil War and was yeah. relevant. You know, it was fucking insane. There's no way. I, 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 
as much as I love Bill Burr, I have to say Burr. He's the least. He has the least amount of damage. If I had the, if I had, if I had that, if you know, just swap him out. If I had that connection with Burr that I have with those other ones, it, he'd be there. But it's just the I least amount of time. That, um, Chappelle is like a comic savant. You know, they all work hard, but when you're already, when you have the ability to become Michael Jordan, if you work hard or as hard as you work, you'll, you'll be like a Terry Porter. I kind of feel like Chappelle was always going to be like Michael Jordan. If he just worked hard, you know what I mean? And Bill Burr and these guys are never mm-hmm. going to get much past Terry Porter, Jerome Kersey type level compared to Chappelle. Cause Chappelle is like once every 50, 60 years type comedian where you can't, you can't, like you said, you can't copy his routines at all. The whole mind of Mencia, him and all his shit he did, he couldn't, he couldn't have stolen Dave Chappelle's jokes. For some reason, you can't retell his jokes. If a, and I don't know why. Not without, not without looking like, not without looking like you're right. copying him. I mean, my Mencia, Mencia store. Another, oh, oh, sorry, another, another comedian like that. Because uh, so funny, we're, we're talking about Rogan and yeah. comedy a lot today. But um, uh, Rogan was saying, made the same connection. He was like, "You can't really someone. You'd be real hard pressed to find someone who could copy Dave Chappelle's style without everyone right. knowing that's what you're doing." And he's like, "Another comedian like that is Dave yep. Attell. Attell is that yep. way. His delivery." If you even say a word in a certain tone, that sounds like a tell. You know, it's like they're they're like two people you cannot right. imitate because exactly. they are that's that. That's what I love about them. It's like you'll never see a Mencia who apparently stole 15 minutes of uh, George Lopez's act completely from beginning to end. Oh, not just George Lopez. I mean. He stole from everybody. He yeah. stole Richard Pryor jokes. He stole Bobby. Yeah, I heard about Lee that, jokes. and I'm like, dude, don't you see him all the time? Why would you? Why would you steal from somebody you're gonna you're gonna see all the time? Well, he was that a bully. That fuck was a nah, bully. He didn't care. Then again, never mind. Comedians ain't exactly the best. He, no, 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 no. Oh, okay. Not like fighting, like like crush your career. Like put a you know, put a cap on you to where you're not gonna go anywhere. Got it. Okay. That I kind always, of. Way. I always think physical. I was like looking at this. You go. You go walk away from yeah. an ass whooping. So what? But if someone kills your career. Well, the, when I I saw the Joe Rogan um, thing on uh, t- on the uh, on, on YouTube where he jumped on stage and did all that to uh, Bencia, and the one thing I loved is Bencia tried to get logical, but and Rogan went logical. I can see Bencia's. Uh, What's that thing that they got? Uh, that they call with those Latinos? They're, they're hot blooded, you know. I can see his blood boiling, you know, a little bit. And then he looked at oh, Joe Rogan gosh. again and went, "Dude, I can't whoop him on my best day. So let's just let's just continue insulting no. each other and hope to God I don't hit a I don't hit a point on him where he wants to just choke me out. You know, it's like why are you arguing with Joe? Why are you doing? This? Hey, Joe isn't gonna he's he's gonna attack him. And he didn't have to. It was just like it was so crazy because Joe was in that point of his career. That's where, what he I said. Yeah. Fuck. Because people were people were going up against him and just disappearing as far yeah. as career and work. 
you know, he get him banned from all the all the all the important clubs to to and you know you got to keep going and working on your act, building your act, and you get these relationships built with these clubs, and they and he would just go to those clubs and like if you book so and so, I won't come here anymore. So they got rid of him. So he would do that to people, but Joe's like, you know, fuck you, you know, he had he had fuck you money by then, so he's like, right from, um, and that's he. He did. That was so un. That was no one did that ever before that, because you know other big joke thieves are. Uh, Robin Williams, a great actor, but he was wildly See, known as a that. joke. I thief. never knew that he stole jokes. He used, people, people would like, like, oh, you know, Robin's here. You know, he's sit up there. He'll sit in the back of the room, take notes, and then like. Steal your bits. He it was wildly known that he would do that. Look at oh, no, no, it's no, not, it's not that I don't secret. believe it. It's just it's something that I had never even, never even crossed my mind that Robin Williams was a joke thief. I mean, I, I don't. But the thing is, I don't know. It's like with Amy Schumer and and even Mencia. I don't know how much of their material is theirs because they're joke thieves. You know, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if Amy Schumer's funny or not. You know, I, I really don't because everything she she stolen all bits from. Tons of people. I mean, I can say there was a YouTube video. Her jokes and someone else's jokes, word for word almost, for like an hour and a half. What? All were different jokes. Well, her roast of... Uh, she was at the, one of those uh, roasts. Now, those you have to... Those are yours. You have to write them that night, that day. You get you like... 12 hours to That's come impressive. up with some shit and uh she was she was pretty funny well I, I, she may or may she may be or not be i don't know i just know that she's a she's a joke thief of just the worst she's the worst kind of joke thief you know she doesn't she doesn't even apologize for it you know why don't why can't you give a guy a, a, a nod uh-huh. you know when you do his jokes you know so you can start the joke off and say yeah i heard this comedian do you know, he was talking about this and this and this. And so what I thought was, you know, why can't you do something like that? Oh, my God. That was that you could never do that. You I could never do no, no, nice no, no shit on the wall. I don't know. No, that's definitely. Well, you, do, you do it in books. That's how you don't get to attack, attack with a plagiarizer. You, know, you know, it's a different people. thing. It's a different thing, you know. You can't use anyone else's bit, uh, at least not unless you want to, because that shit's not tolerated anymore. Uh, Joe kind of broke the cool. ceiling on that. Oh, right. So, uh, yeah, Joe Rogan, Rogan. Yeah, he uh, did. So, I mean, uh, <laughs> that shit is. I just not wish tolerated. I could understand his motivation. I mean, it's like, dude, you don't think George Lopez can handle this on his own? Why are you doing this? I, I just wish I understood his motivation it, for that, because it had nothing to do with him. Rogan, it wasn't his motivation. It was it was George Lopez's problem. The jokes that he stole, at least from what I remember him arguing with Ben Stiller about. No, he was just that. It was just that night. That particular night, he used those jokes, and it's just he. What do you mean? Uh, Why it affects everybody if you have a joke thief in the house? It affects everybody, and this is a guy who was ending careers. If you were to call him out. Someone had to fuck. No, of course, someone George had to Lopez do something about it. That's my, my only the, question. He wasn't there. All I'm there. saying is, you're talking about career killer, right? He he can't kill Joe. He can't kill uh, George Lopez's career. Lopez. 
Well, you have, you know, you'd have to ask Joe's Lopez. I'm not Lopez saying. About I'm not it. saying. I, mean, I, I, I don't want know. a direct answer, Mister. I'm getting hype. I'm getting tired and and and, and everything. What I'm saying is, <laughs> it's just. A, I, it's just I'm a not making an argument. argument. I mean, it's just a question it, I threw out there. You know, I was like, I wonder what Joe Rogan's motive was, and then you said it. And I was like, oh, I guess that's what his motive was. I because I'm thinking, I'm thinking he yes. didn't did steal your jokes. No, he sold George Lopez's jokes. Uh, okay, then why is George Lopez not as mad as you or come down and confront him or something? Those are just you need okay, to. There not. is a. There is a no. There's a YouTube video, uh, of of the like uh, Brian Redband put it up, made like a little five six minute documentary about that night because he caught it all live because you know they didn't know it was going to happen. Uh, and then Joe explains well, why he did what he did. Well, obviously, I have watched that. Watch and if that. I had seen it, then my questions would be stupid. But I haven't seen it. Well, that's why I'm directing you. I'm directing you. Well, you're no, talking like I, you I'm asking questions. I saw, I saw the the bit where he jumped on stage. That's what I saw. He you jumped saw, on stage. yeah. It's what the bit. What in the bit? I saw him. <laughs> my, my, Mencia was a, on a stool. Mencia was telling some jokes. And then all of a sudden, I saw Joe Rogan get up. I saw him yelling and yelling and yelling. Then I saw Joe Rogan go to the stage, yelling and yelling and yelling. And see, he's yelling and yelling. I saw someone hand Joe Rogan a mic. And now Joe Rogan and him can be heard. They're arguing. And I'm like, what are they arguing about? Because I didn't know. And Joke Thief. And I'm like, well, then I looked on the internet. It's like, whose jokes is he stealing? And it's like, he's stealing George Lopez's jokes for the most and a few other people. I'm like, oh. That's what I needed to know. All That's right. what's happening. Cool. And then I went, oh, well, is George Lopez mad too? I mean, shouldn't he be? Should I read something about him yelling at Ben Seeing? I didn't see anything at the time. Maybe I missed it. That's what I'm saying. That's all. All right. Go to, when you go to YouTube, go to YouTube, type of Joe Rogan reflects on Carlos Mencia incident. And he talks about, he'll, it's only like a four minute clip, three and a half minute clip. He'll, he talks about, that that thing and his motivations and that okay because it's just it's just it's just an interesting thing you know that, that he got so angry over that but I maybe I just don't know enough about it you know I would have been I would have been livid too I mean if there's if there was like it'd be like if I was working in a movie studio and every time I had an idea uh, or something the uh, another director under the same studio was just known for like, you know, dipping his head in your office when you're editing and taking some notes and then doing something you thought was different and cool and then putting it incorporating it in his movie. And then the studio, I go to the studio about it and they're like, well, he's, you know, he's our biggest earner. So we, you know, we're kind of not going to do anything about it. And then he would do this with everyone to the point to where if someone called him out, they're just no longer work there. No, someone's got to stop this guy. If 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 the fucking people we work with or work under aren't going to do it, I'm going to fucking maybe do I'm it maybe I'm missing what you said, but I I think I caught everything that you said about you know why he should be so angry. But doesn't Tarantino do that and admit it to to it out loud? It's not no no he doesn't. He'll he he's humble. Uh-huh. He says I steal from everybody that. That I that I see, but that's like not uh, it's not his it's not his quote. 
another director said that from like 50 years ago. Every director steal not steals but they are influenced by other directors i am 100 percent admit i'm highly influenced by uh, the way carpenter uh, shoots his movies and that. his cinematography everybody knows that everybody knows that. shut up <laughs> shut up anyway uh you're so funny um nothing nothing continue huh? what'd you say things <laughs> <laughs> anyway, well, I, I don't, um, so yeah, he, he he's like he likes uh, he likes standoffs, so he puts right. a lot of standoffs in his movie. And that that's not the same thing, because if that was the case, he'd be de- he'd be sued into oblivion, like hell. Eddie Murphy, uh, Eddie Murphy, and another writer got sued for coming to America, and they pay yeah. they sell out of court because it was you know because. You know, you look, you read the one, you read one script, you read the other one. They're pretty fucking well, close, a little too close right. to be, for a little too Here, close. Here's for the, here's the only thing, though, that would have I would have had a question. The guy's name was Art Buckwall. I remember the case because I thought it was a very close case that could have gone either way because Buckwall's treatment was an African prince comes over to America to find his bride, and then he wrote like a page and a half of what he thought the movie would be. Okay, so. What I saw, and I read the one and a half pages a long time ago, and what I thought was the only thing that's similar about this is is what's going to happen. An African prince is coming to find his, his queen in America. Everything else in this treatment is nothing what Eddie Murphy wrote. Also, my dad brought up a good point, and I, I know you're going to disagree. If you don't, I'll be stunned. He brought up a good point. If you both do, if you both yeah, agreed probably, on it, I probably disagree. You probably <laughs> um, he brought up a good point about some of the uh, the psych jokes that were in uh, Coming to America that an eighty five year old Jewish man probably couldn't have made because he's never been around that the culture like the uh, like the like the juice stains on the couch, you know. I and mean, that's something that really only black folks and people who are around black people in a certain era even know about. They don't. He's he's like an eighty. But that's, that's what I'm man. saying. Our Buckwall is like eighty something back then. But he, but but, and it would have. No, I get it. He should have. Uh, he should have won. Uh, no, no, you're that, missing the point. That's Art Buckwall. When I read that his treatment, and I've seen coming to America, I said it's very very close because the movie Eddie has, the premise is so similar that it's like, I think he may have gotten this from this dude. But the substance of the movie. Art Buckwall was nothing. It was nothing like that. It was completely 100 percent different. It wasn't even close to being the same movie. It's kind of like if you see um, what is it, uh, Beverly Hills Cop? That's just interpretation. That's directors. That's set designers. That's no, not that uh, no. people who want to. That different different film visions. That's why you no. can't sue on that because you can definitely sue. What was it um, on the writing? I hate everybody. That's, Do you remember? A movie that was supposed to star Lovitz, and I want to say the little fella. I want to say David Spade, a buddy comedy, back in the early '90s, and then they didn't. They did. They somehow scheduling came in, and it went wrong. Now I remember they had to. They pitched the idea to uh, Will Smith and Bad Boys, and what happened was they had to take the script. And tear it apart. And Will Smith said it's because what they had for them 
would never work for us and vice versa. So you can have the same kind of premise or idea, but take them in, so many, in such a way that it's not the same movie. It's not the same thing. And then to bring it all back to the beginning, I was wondering, do some comedians take like a premise and then make the rest of the, the fill the joke in with their own stuff? And do they still get yelled at? Is that still considered theft? And I'm being dead serious. I'm being sincere now. You know, I was, premises okay. are not theft. They're just premises. That's what, you know, if you we if we both have a joke about uh, sitting mm-hmm. at home watching TV, but mine is about how pathetic I am and yours is about how cool you are. I can't that we you can't sue me and say, hey, I already have a joke about watching TV. So what? So it was a hundred right. people. It's a premise. You can't okay. sue on a premise. So so Basia's problem is is the he takes the entire bit. Why it takes so the entire bit. I'm just trying to figure this out. I'm, all I'm doing is no, trying to you follow this. I'm trying to figure it out. But we started this. We right, started this trying. with joke thief. He stole this whole that, but bit. That, okay, that's, I, that's what we. That, it's just frustrating to me when I know this is simple thing to understand, but you're somehow making this harder than it has to be. You, I don't know. I'm just asking simple <sighs> questions, man. I know you're tired, you know. I know you're getting old, old and cranky, <laughs> but they're just questions, my man. Oh, I'm take it, gonna... take, take one of your uh, blood pressure pills. Relax. Have a mocha cheese. Have a have a mocha latte. And relax. I'm gonna punch you. When it's fucking next November when COVID's gone, is that when you're gonna do it? <laughs> they're talking oh, about dude. wearing two masks now. You know dude. that, right? January 22, January 2022. I am all right. It's shit. agreed on the podcast. <laughs> we fight on the 22nd. One year from was today, one year from today. Yeah, <laughs> it's like the fucking rock and uh Cena when they did their shit. One year, one year from today. Oh, fuck <laughs> you both. This is some bullshit. I did, I did, they want you oh, to wear two what, masks. What? That's all I want to say about that. It's a, What's that? Something from one what of the uh, from one of Biden's medical uh, teammates or something, whatever they call him. He's talking about you need to wear two masks in some places. Two. And this shit ain't going nowhere, dude. Oh, good. It ain't going nowhere. <laughs> oh, why? Uh, oh shit! Hey, man. Oh, at least no. you're not waking up in the morning going, "What did that idiot say?" That's good enough. You know That's what? That's good enough. You're right. You know what? Yeah, thank it just you. got a little bit better. Thank you're right. You. That's what I was telling <laughs> Stephanie. I was like, you know, this may not be oh. great. Biden may not be the man we want to run this country, but God damn it, isn't it nice to know that you don't have to wake up and, and wonder what the hell he tweeted or what he said and how many bad jokes he had. Yeah, are we, exactly. Are we, are we going, going to war, war with Iran today? To uh, <laughs> what else is he going to lie about today? You know? And she was like, you know, you're right. This still kind of sucks, but he's gone. I was like, yeah, that's worth it. He's gone. Yeah. Smile, everybody. It's like a the whiz. Take off that thing, you know, the, the, the those robes at the end. You know, it's a brand new day, baby. That's what I would have played too if I was Biden. I would have played that song as I'm going down the as I'm walking after <laughs> I get uh 
you know, sworn in. You know how they go down that runway and they walk by the cars and Secret Service, Obama did. I'd have been blasted. <laughs> yeah. Can you feel the brand new day with that from Diana Ross? That would have really rubbed it in. Oh, yeah, that would have rubbed it in oh, something God. terrible. Oh. What is all this black shit? Is it, is it, is it dirty music? <laughs> it's kind of like how Fox News, what they did with Obama's um, fist bump. They said, what is that? Is it, is it some, some yeah, thing? Is it a terrorist fist bump? They said it's a, yeah, terror, a terrorist, fist bump? terrorist bump. Which, what? That's not a thing. I've never even that heard was their, that. That was their first. What that was that? their first salvo at Barack Obama. I think officially was was that a terrorist fist bump? It's like that's that's what we're gonna deal with for the next however many years. Really, this is what we're gonna deal with. Yeah, go fuck yourselves and die. You know, it's like hey, that's, 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 that's all. That's all I want to say. <laughs> oh, and lastly, or if we got something else, we got something else. But I wanted to make sure I got this in. Um, and then you don't have to respond, but I just have to get this said. Uh, I, Tucker Carlson said that uh, the people that they're saying are white supremacists are just ordinary good people. They're people, he looked straight in the camera and said, they're people like you who are just trying to live their lives, who are just trying to, you know, be a normal citizen. And and, and they're saying that you're, you're, you're white terrorists, supremacists. That doesn't make any sense to me. Does it make sense to you? And I'm like, wow, if this don't get him fired, I don't know what will. If that doesn't get him fired, I, hope, oh, I don't know what will. And I, if he survives that, dude, he's Teflon. There's nothing you're going to do. He's never leaving. A couple days ago. When did he do this? A couple days ago. That was the most oh, amazing Jesus. thing. I actually listened to it. As I know with him, I don't like his voice. Whether he was liberal or not or whatever, I don't like his voice. I don't want to listen to him talk. It's like Michelet. Yeah, he is. He's a fucking. You know, Bill O'Reilly doesn't hide behind that 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 inquisitive face that uh he fucking tries to give you. Where it's like, dude, I don't know why you're getting so upset. I'm just asking questions on why. You know, does your mother have an eating problem? Is why she's overweight? I mean, does she have too much? Does he have too much salt in her diet? I'm not being mean. I'm just asking questions. God, that's the dude he is. And we've all know that guy. Yeah. Who wonders why you're getting mad at him, insulting you? And then when you hit him, he's like, I can't believe you hit me. I can't believe you talked about my mama, man. Hello? And that's how he is, dude. And I, I so I listened, <laughs> and he when he said that, I was just like, wow, dude, I this has got to get you fired, man. It's got to. It, it's got to get him fired. He can't keep playing like he he can't keep calling those people who took the uh the, the Capitol building just normal people. You know, he can't keep doing yeah. that. Saying that they're just normal everyday people trying to make a living. One once one one congressperson said that they those people believe in the free market. And I bet you none of them even know what a free market is, dude. They just want to break shit. Don't fool yourself. Don't fool yourself. You know, once yeah. they went in, they're, they're, all that values went out the window. They're like, what am I gonna get away with? Now, what am I gonna steal? Um, and then the fact that they don't appreciate the blue lines, all of a sudden blue lives don't matter anymore. Two cops die. Yeah, they'll kill you if you Go get up. in their way. Now, where are all these people with blue lives matter that were there? Or all lives matter? There are two dead cops from that from that from that from that raid they did on on the Capitol building. Where are they? Exactly. uh, They're not around unless a black person decides. I want you to leave me alone, and I'm gonna stand here and make sure everybody knows that you're being an asshole. Just leave me alone while I do this, please. I ain't hurt nobody. Just leave me alone. That's all I want. Go away. Nope, can't do it. 
We yeah, can send no, you all back to it. Africa and we still come over there and bother you. Yeah. Yeah. We can we can we <laughs> yeah. can take every African <laughs> black person and put them on another planet and we still come by and bother you. You understand that? Wait a minute, we've been here for 600 years now. I'm sorry, planet. You traveled 50. Yeah, exactly. So you traveled 50 light years to bother me? Yes. I hate you people so much. I've had so many dreams about movies like that where it's like, you know, a, an entity like separates the main three where the whites get this planet, Asians get this planet, black folks get this planet. And then the earth just becomes the earth, the, like the home base. And it's like one of my things is like, I wondered if how long it would take before they would be an interstellar war. You know, because we can't leave each other alone. We can't. Oh, about 20, we can't. You know. No, we can't. No, no. no and no, eventually somebody's going to get, get up, go, go to somebody's planet and try to take it. I just know it. That's what would happen. It's, it's racism is just a big, big exactly game. right touching you. <laughs> Leave him alone. I'm just bothering you, but I'm not touching you. <laughs> and with that, yeah. folks, I think it's time to go. I'm beat. And uh all right, everybody. We'll peace get out. back to you next week. See you. <laughs>